May is Mental Health Awareness Month, and there's perhaps no better time to be aware of your mental health than in the midst of a global pandemic. Have you checked in with yourself lately? There's no doubt that all of us are feeling some sort of stress in these unprecedented times, whether it be physical stress, financial stress, psychological stress. Today, Christina is talking with Diana Lynn. She's an experienced marriage and family therapist and is skilled in trauma recovery work and more. She spoke with Christina about the importance of paying attention to your mental well-being and also ways in which you can check in with your loved ones. Here's Christina's conversation with Diana Lynn. So you are the Community Behavioral um, Health Manager at Mission Hospital, also a licensed marriage and family therapist. Can you talk about what your work entails during this time specifically? Our team at the Family Resource Centers is working to support parents, individual adults, anyone in Orange County who is feeling anxious or depressed or isolated or trying to find some of the resources that they need just to survive during this time. I've heard and it's been widely reported that the crisis hotline, the the calls are just through the roof. What have you seen in terms of need? We've seen a lot more people calling for counseling. Um, A lot of people being extremely grateful for just our mental health check-in calls where maybe once a week we give them a call to find out how they're feeling, if they um, are looking for any resources that we can help with, if they're doing okay. And I think people really need to feel connected and cared about during this time. Yes, that's so true. Uh, There's a stat that one in five American adults experience some form of mental illness in any given year. During a time like COVID, does it prompt more people? Does that, is that number way higher? I think that when we have a tendency for depression or anxiety, then something like this pandemic makes those symptoms more likely because there is so much isolation. There's so much worry about our health, our family's health, our finances. And there's also a tremendous amount of loss that people have lost family members and not been able to go to the funerals. They've lost out on weddings and the birth of babies, birthday celebrations, graduation and prom. And so all of that loss causes a tremendous amount of grief and if we can't process our grief, that can easily lead to depression. So I think that there are all of these stressors on us and that if we have a genetic makeup that makes us more sensitive or a history of any kind of mental illness, that we are more at risk of really struggling during this time. There's another stat that the average delay between symptoms that are observed of mental illness and the treatment is more than a decade. Um, I've seen that with someone I love very much in my own family, that it took decades to get that diagnosis. Um, what What is behind that? And if people are experiencing, you know, how do you tell between just kind of normal like, oh, the situation really sucks, uh, I'm losing a lot of opportunities and different things. How do you tell between that sort of feeling and real depression? 
Well, I think that we all have some healthy denial and we don't want to believe that something is seriously wrong with a family member or someone we love. So there is always that hopefulness and optimism that this will pass, this is normal, this will get better. And so it can delay us seeking help. There's also a lot of stigma around mental illness and some belief that it's a bad reflection on me or it says something bad about my family if one of us has a mental illness and needs to seek professional help. So it's very important for people to make that promise to talk, to talk to their friends and family about what they're feeling and to be open to listen how other people are feeling and remind them that it is okay to seek help and just get beyond that stigma so that people who are suffering are given hope and a chance to heal. Mm -hmm. And promise to talk, as you just mentioned, it's a new initiative. Tell us who's involved and, and how our listeners can get involved themselves. There is a statewide campaign called Each Mind Matters, and we're activating that locally as promised to talk. And it's a joint effort of Mission Hospital, St. Joseph Hospital, and St. Jude Medical Center. And our materials are available in English, Spanish, and Vietnamese. You can go to the website, promisetotalk.org, and we have lots of resources on there for how to find um, low-cost or free mental health services. There are also conversation starters because it can be really hard to ask someone how they're really feeling and to talk to them about your concerns. And this is uh, a couple of good tips for how to get those conversations started. What is one good tip that that we could give to people who are listening right now on how to start that conversation? Because it can be awkward. Yes, and it can be as simple as a really sincere, how are you feeling? Mm -hmm. And then just listening and Mm -hmm. validating yeah, a lot of us are feeling isolated, feeling scared, feeling worried, feeling sad. And um, you had asked earlier about how do you know if it's just the sadness and worry that comes with the coronavirus, or is it um, something more serious? And if if the symptoms of the sadness, if the worry has interfered with the ability to carry on with your normal life and it's gone on for weeks and the person is in distress, then it's a really good time to call and speak with a professional. And most therapists, most counselors are working now during Um, social distancing and the services are available by phone or online. I really love that for promise to talk, people can even just text the word promise to four, seven, four, seven, four, seven, and then they can join in on this movement that is happening. Yes. And we know that people are more likely to do it if they've made a promise 
And it's also good to feel connected and part of a community. Mm -hmm. So as a community here in Orange County, we're all making that promise to be there for each other and also reach out when we need help. And the wellness box is brilliant. It's such a simple thing, but it's kind of like a care package for those who may need a little extra love. Tell us about that. The wellness box is a really fun idea that we're doing with the Promise to Talk campaign this year. And um, it's, it's just sending a box to someone that you care about with some self-care items in it and because all of the shopping is online at the moment it makes it really easy to send these I got one and was all excited going through it and seeing all the goodies that were in there got inspired to send my sisters who live on opposite coasts um a care box for them and so it was picking out something that was meaningful something that was going to tempt them to pamper themselves and the box let them know that I was thinking about them and gave them an excuse to um, have a relaxing pampering day. Mm -hmm. I see some of the items, journal, sleep mask, a healthy snack, a do-it-yourself activity kit or a board game. My fiance and I have been um, completely addicted to Settlers of Catan. <laughs> so there's you know, so <laughs> many different ways to just show a little love and then also get people stimulated out of their minds and into self-care and fun. Right. And a chance to talk again about what that meant and what our relationship means. Mm -hmm. It's just, it's crazy to me when, you know, everything you were talking about, I think is so, so important to touch on. And I, I think about the fact that suicide is the second leading cause of death for people between 10 and 34. And it just almost doesn't seem real. Like how, how could that be? And how often, you know, if I've spoken to someone or done a story with someone who was touched by suicide, there often I hear like, I, I just, I wish I could have reached out. I didn't know. I didn't realize. Um, what are, what's your advice on that in terms of recognizing those signs that someone may actually be suicidal? And how do you know when it's serious versus not? Well, again, I think making it safe for people to talk about feeling sad or not feeling good about themselves so that it's not a secret. No one has to keep it to themselves. And when someone reaches out for help, to really take that seriously and help them get professional assistance if they're thinking about or talking about suicide. Um, there are a whole range of treatments for depression, lots of different kinds of therapy. There's a range of medication. We know that taking good care of your body can really make depression better. And so if people are exercising, eating healthy, sleeping well, those can also make a huge difference in the level of depression that's experienced. And again, we need to remove the stigma around this so that it is safe for people to say, I have these thoughts and I need some help. I'm curious why you got into what you do. Um, my previous career was studying brains, 
studying the anatomy of brains and how they work, thinking that that would give enormous insight into relationships. And it's so different to actually be in relationship and sit with a person and share their pain. And I found along the way that that was a much better way to connect and to help people heal. Mm-hmm. Beautifully said. And thank you for sharing all this. Is there anything else um, that you'd like to add or leave our listeners with that you think is important to, to touch on? Again, I'd just like to encourage everyone to go to the Promise to Talk.org website or um, text the Promise to 474747 and join the community in making it safe to talk about mental health. That is beautiful. I, I am so fascinated. Our brains are very powerful. So now you've seen them from all angles. We'll have more information and resources for you at ktla.com slash coronavirus daily. Be sure to visit there to find some links. Also be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts and leave a five-star review and rating while you're there. We read all your comments and they help us keep bringing you this kind of content. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at KTLA Podcasts, and you can find Christina on Twitter at ChristinaKTLA and on Instagram at Christina Pascucci. For the very latest coronavirus headlines anytime, you can visit KTLA.com or check the KTLA News app. We'll bring you another episode of Coronavirus Daily tomorrow. Thanks for listening.